0: Welcome inside the Team CBK Locker Room, a podcast to bring you our best bets from the weekend's football action. Hello, Righty here, and it's my pleasure to be hosting another Team CBK Inside the Locker Room podcast, and I'm joined once again by a man I dubbed this week as my walking, talking, encyclopedia of Scottish football, it's the one and only Jerry Taylor. Welcome, Jerry. How's your week been? Yeah, good. Right
1: How are you? <laughs> yeah,
0: really good, mate. Thanks very much. The sun's been shining. I've been looking into the summer leagues of football, betting on Norwegian and winning. I was in Germany today. Back in oh, it's it's been great. So it feels like summer is on the horizon, and we've got the Euros to look forward to. So it'll still be a feast of football.
1: Yeah, I've had a couple of little bits in Norway myself. Bodo Glint have been quite successful the first couple of games. So all good looking for a few more of them over the next coming the coming weeks. Absolutely, man. I
0: was shocked by their price yesterday. Uh drifted like a barge. And I was trying to think what what is going on. I know obviously they lost probably three of their, their best players close season. Um right. but I couldn't quite work out. You know, when I first saw the price, and it was around about 1.8, 1.83 just for the win. I expected that to get, get hammered in to be honest with you but <laughs> all I was getting all day was people messaging me going it's drifting it's drifting it's 1.9 now it's one po- it ended up like 2.05 I think it might have even been bigger in some places but 2.05 would bet 365 just for them to win and um well yeah I, I went in again to be honest and it, it was a good game I don't know if you caught the game but it was a good game
1: um no, very open Sometimes you get a nice unexplained draft and, you know, yeah. it, does, it, can, it can put you off sometimes. But as you say, if there's no reason for it, you know, you're just getting a more generous price at the end of the day. But sometimes as a head scratcher, sometimes when you know a lot of people are backing a team, yet the price is going out of the way, you know.
0: Yeah, I think uh, they've overreacted a little bit to the likes of Junker not being there. Um, and uh, obviously, you know they sold the boy to Milan, and uh, I think they're just Andrea, thinking yeah. that maybe, you know, maybe they, they just weren't going to cut it. But um, you know, Junker's replacement scored two and two now. The team they were playing obviously was Christensen, and they they've had a terrible preseason. Started off with a with a defeat to nil uh, last week, and and same again uh, yesterday. So as you say, you just take it and, and smile <laughs> when it comes in. Don't complain, just move on and uh, collect your winnings. That is the way, mate. That is the way. So, uh, other than Norway, let's just have a quick cast of eye over what's been happening over the last seven days or so since we last spoke on the podcast. And um, obviously, we had the Scottish Cup semi finals last weekend. And uh, let's have a look how those turned out um, Dundee United nil, Hibbs two, gold in
1: both halves. Fairly straightforward, Jerry. Yeah, it was quite predictable. Hibs were strong favourites going into that one. I, I told you over the last few weeks, I wasn't sure whether the the Arabs, the Tangerines, could replicate what they did up at Potaudry against Aberdeen. and sure as fate, Hibs yeah. were just too strong. Having said that, one of the Hibs goals was slightly offside, but I think at the end of the day, Hibs were deserving to get to the final there. They did enough.
0: St yeah. Mirren 1, St Johnston 2 was the, uh, the game on Sunday. Um, all the action late in this one as well, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was a tight one as kind of predicted, first half, both teams, St. Johnson were missing um, three or four players due to COVID issues, so that mm-hmm. kind of made it a wee bit tighter. But as the game as the game was moving on, you could tell St. Johnson were the stronger of the two and they got a couple of quick goals and then pretty much held on. St. Johnson got a late consolation, if you like, and uh, yeah, yeah. they kind of flattered to deceive St. And St. Johnson were the better team and again deserved to be in the final, so we've got... Hibs, v St Johnson in the final, but St Johnson have still got a bit of Covid going about there. That kind of half a reserve team having to play against Celtic last night. So it really will be interesting to see if St Johnson can get their kind of strongest team on the pitch um, yeah. for the Scottish Cup final, which is next weekend, I believe.
0: Yes, it is. Yeah. So just having a and quick up. look at the odds. The odds for the actual 90 minutes uh, you've got St Johnson at 3.13, Hibs are favourites, but odds against at 2.4 and the draw at 3.2. So you'd suggest that if those um, COVID issues continue, Hibs are, Hibs are a very good prize there at
1: 2.4. Yeah, I mean, Hibs deserve to be favourites. I mean, if both you can argue if both teams play to capacity to get the best teams on the pitch, Hibs do have a bit more firepower than St Johnson. I mean, they're the third yeah. best in the league. That's just been confirmed last night there so but the question mark, as I said to you a few weeks ago Hibs sometimes you know they, they don't <laughs> always produce on the big occasion they've, they've came unstuck a couple of times so St Johnson they know how already at Hamden you know it's, it's still to dry their way but certainly Hibs worthy favourites there
0: yeah they're warm favourites for the outright so they're 1.75 to uh, lift the trophy St Johnson 2.2 but um, you're already sitting with a nice hand uh, I know that yeah. Jerry. <laughs>
1: I think I said nine to one in previous weeks. It's eight to one. I'm on it each way, at eight to one. Yeah, so I, I might stick a little something on Saint Johnson just to win in ninety minutes, just as a little hedger. But um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of hoping for a Habs win just to get the the more decent payout, if you like. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, uh, so obviously they yeah, say so the Saints going for a cup double there and to upset you <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's uh it's looking uh, strong for Hibs at the moment i might jump on hims actually at the moment and then see where we stand next week um That's they up. could well contract that could be quite a good one for a bit of a market beat we'll see yep. good stuff okay so we also saw the end of the regular season in england or certainly in the uh, the football league the efl uh, the usual sprinkling of last day drama, especially at the bottom of the championship, um, and obviously now we've got the excitement of the playoffs to look forward to. That um, that Derby Sheffield Wednesday game was some game, wasn't it? In the in the end, so uh, yeah, don't know if you, you it was caught that quite one.
1: enjoyable. It was quite an enjoyable um, lunchtime, wasn't it, last Saturday watching all the goals coming in, and especially yeah, yeah. in that one. One more goal would have been nice for you. Probably touch on what. Well, Long shot yeah. from last week. But one more goal would have been lovely in that, uh, the last game to finish, that being Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. M- more to come on that one, as you say. So <laughs> let's,
0: uh, let's have a quick look at the playoffs. Um, we're going to go through all three of these, uh, all three of the leagues. So, um, first up, we've got um, the championship gets us underway on Monday. Um, we've got Bournemouth versus Brentford. Um, the other tie there is Barnsley versus Swansea. So, let's have a look at the odds to get promoted in other words get out of the the playoffs and into the into the money league into the EPL um Brentford are our favorites here at 2.75 Bournemouth are 3.5 Barnsley are shorter than Swansea Barnsley 4.5 and Swansea the outsiders at 5.5 so we we had a chat during the week mate didn't we 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 decided we're going to try somehow between us to come up with the the winners of each of the three playoffs. <laughs> and uh, and we'll put a little bet bet on and maybe we'll do a little podcast giveaway and uh, if we if we nail it we'll be able to give some cash away to a to a listener. So to celebrate obviously the launch of the podcast. Um can, uh, over the last I, few weeks.
1: Can, can I go for a team that starts with a letter B for the championship? <laughs>
0: I did search for that mate to be honest and they're not offering those odds not I thought a B, a B to win I thought there would be a good good bet but no. I'll, they, I'll they...
1: be honest we are finding the championship the trickiest one to suss out are actually. You? Yeah, okay.
0: yeah. Uh, do you want me to go first then or do yeah, you want yeah, yeah. You,
1: you to? <laughs> yeah you go first.
0: Okay, okay. so uh, I, I agree with you it's, it's tricky they all are. Um, this one as you say I've looked into the stats and you. do you want to back a team that's that's come into it on form doesn't always work out. Do you want to back a team that is got good record against the teams that Pops possibly playing against? That sometimes doesn't work out as well. And I, and I know that from personal experience. Norwich, when they won the playoffs a few years back, we played Middlesbrough who'd beaten us 4-1 and I think it was like 2-0 or something very easy throughout the the normal campaign and we rolled them over 2-0 inside 20 minutes and it was game over so it's a tough tough one to work out what you're actually looking for. Um, I've gone for Bournemouth actually to win this um, which will first of all mean they'll have to knock knock the favourites out um, the, the, the form team, I've gone with the form approach of this one They're actually the form team over the last 10 regular season games They ended the season a little bit iffy As you'd probably expect with them trying to rest a few players um, Obviously with the playoffs in mind So um, I fancy them to beat Brentford I just think, although Brentford I believe beat Bournemouth twice in the, in the regular season I just fancy Bournemouth did come good over the last say 10 games Only Watford got more points in them of, than them over that 10-game period. And I think in a player like Dan Juma, who's really kind of caught the eye of the closing games, I think this stage is set for him to, to really showcase himself. And if not get in the Premier League with Bournemouth, then possibly attract the attention of someone else. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna put them forward at 3.5. That's gonna be my pick. I just think that they Brentford just seemed to fall short. And that sort of started a little bit over say, when the big games came um, against the bigger clubs. And, uh, you know, I, I take them. I think it's going to be the winner of Bournemouth-Brentford that will we'll, we'll probably make it at the end of the day. Um, but I know a lot of people are fancying Barnsley because of the record recently as well. Um, but as you say, it's a tough, tough one to call. But my, my, my star has gone by the side of Bournemouth's name.
1: Cool. <laughs> um, it's the only one out of the four. here right, I don't really like is Swansea. Um, I just feel as if last eleven games, only three wins. Yeah, I think they're, you know. I'm a wee bit old fashioned. I do like a wee bit of momentum for my teams coming into these playoffs. And this bit, we're touching on it. It sounds quite easier than it is every year. You've just got to pick three winning teams. You've got four mm-hmm. four choices in the three divisions. So many times that people stick a tenner or. You know, and yeah. try and get the treble and you think you've got a squeak, but sometimes you, you can't get past the, the semi finals, you know. So, yeah, yeah. Swansea, I think, are in the worst nick out, out of the four teams. Um, Bournemouth and Brentford, it's going to be tight, so one of them's obviously going to go. It's a wee bit of a toss of the coin, that one, as you said. I'm liking Barnsley, um, just because three defeats in 19. The job that Ismail's done since he mm-hmm. came in is is is, is really remarkable. Um, I think they've just came to the boil. You know they've had a good finish to the season, as you say. Though Bournemouth have had a good finish as well. It's wide open this one. Just think, Barnsley are in a, a good shape. Hopefully they can get the better of Swansea. Swansea the last five games have had no clean sheets. So I'm looking to have a representative in the final there, and I'm going to go for Barnsley, but. I probably veered away from Bournemouth and Brentford because I found it hard to choose between the two in the semi-final, righty? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm thinking that Barnsley maybe could take care of this one just so at least I've got a representative in the final there. That's, that's my angle anyway. okay. Well, is, we it have to pick... 70, is it about 72 you said for Barnsley? 4. Yeah, they are.
0: 72, yeah, yeah. yeah 4.5. 4. Yeah. Mate, we have to pick one, so I'm more than happy to actually put Barnsley forward. One, I want Barnsley to actually pr- get promoted out of those four clubs um, for more than one reason. Um and I think, as you say, Ishmael, the job he has done there has been phenomenal and well-documented. I think since he picked up the reins there when they were languishing towards the bottom of the table, that that stats, the points per game, ranks alongside him. You know, I think they would have finished like four points from automatic promotion based on points per game if, if he'd have been in there from the get-go. So I think he's done
1: a sensational job at Barnsley. They've got dicko Chaplin, Woodrow. They've got a few guys that can pop a goal in, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I I fancy them. I've seen lots of people talking unders in that Barnsley-Swansea game. And Swansea did do the double over Barnsley 2-0 in both games, I know, in the the regular season. So that's one of the ones I'm talking about that I think with Swansea's dip in form over the last uh, few weeks... uh, I think Barnsley will be bang up for it, and I think they'll rattle Swansea, and um, I fancy them to actually have a convincing win in the first leg, and take care of business there and then. Might have egg on my face
1: <laughs> with that prediction, but I'm happy to put Barnsley forward, mate. Let's do that. It's something to look out for in the first uh, leg of the playoffs. I know a few of the Scottish ones as well um, that we'll touch on later. The, you know, the, There was no nose there was 1-0, so it is, yeah. traditionally you can get quite a you know, under two and a half angle in some of these semifinals, can't you? I've seen the stats for
0: under goals in certainly in the Championship playoffs first legs yeah. and oh, it yeah.
1: is crazy,
0: that, ah, you know, the high percentage of unders and uh, I think that has been a little bit um, replicated or a little bit illustrated in the odds that you can get at the moment on those and I think I'm kind of feeling that I'm going to go against that because like, this season get just get seems to be a little already. bit different
1: from any other. Yeah. I think a factor over the years maybe has been the away team away goals don't count you know like they do in Europe you know you're, yeah. you're not getting advantage of scoring away from them so you, they're just sitting and trying to keep it tight to the away club in the first game aren't
0: they yeah
1: cool okay Barnsley are our first pick Jerry. I'll pop them
0: down and uh, we'll see where we go now in League One so obviously you found this a little easier to pick up the Championship so um, away you go my friend who are you going for in League One <laughs>
1: I'm going for Blackpool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the last eight matches, I think since we, since we first touched on them in the podcast, I think I put them up to score two goals away to Lincoln. Yeah. Since yeah. that game, which is maybe about a month or four or five weeks ago, the their the next eight games, they've conceded a grand total of two goals in those eight games. So they're defending really well. And obviously Jerry Yates, Sully Kaikai, Ellis Sims, these three guys are always round about the goals. They're a good team for scoring goals, I think, as well. Mm-hmm, I think they're in really good nick they? Mm-hmm. under Neil Critchley, the finish the season. Well, they're for the great last six months of the season, really, to, to be honest, yeah. last five months. Anyway, Sunderland, 1-1-9. One, one, I've watched quite a bit of Sunderland. <laughs> Jordan Jones used to play for Kilmarnock and uh, Rangers up here, so I've watched a few Sunderland games. Ross Stewart went down south as well. Mm-hmm. used to be with Ross County. He's a local lad to, to me here. So I've watched two or three Sunderland games, but one win in nine, just Lee Johnson's team aren't in the best of shape, best of nick at the moment. Mm. I just feel as if they could maybe bottle it when it comes to the crunch, uh, Sunderland. Um, yeah. Oxford, only one clean sheet in the last six, but good manager, Kyle Robinson. Matt Taylor bangs in the goals for them as well. Yeah. Lincoln, I don't have a strong opinion in Lincoln. You can maybe fill in a wee bit more on them. But I just feel as if Blackpool have had a really good 2021 and probably the prices, that would be my, my tentative pick there, right here.
0: Yeah, um, well, <laughs> I've gone the other way in that tie. I actually backed Blackpool pre-season. I felt Critchley would probably get them playing some decent football. I yeah. think they just, as you said, they had a little bit of a slow start to say the least. Um I kind of wrote that bit off very early on. And <laughs> uh, yeah. they ended up yeah obviously just missing out really didn't they to be fair. They hadn't went on a storming run for I'd say the last you know certainly two or three months and uh, were very impressive. Obviously had you know some great goal scoring form there as well. Um I've actually gone with Oxford though. Um one six of the last seven scored twenty-four and sneaking into the playoffs which i kind of like <laughs> i kind of yeah. like that that kind of you know some game. Things, yeah. yeah the gate crashes to the party as such so yeah. i just felt that they will be buoyed by the fact that they just got in because it was out of their hands going into the last game um and and they they did very well three nil win in the last game of the season so kept the scoring form going as i said they won six of the last seven they scored 24 so in Fine goals form. I know you mentioned the clean sheet aspect there, uh, which is to worry about. So that game should, given what we've now said, should produce goals. Should produce um, goals, it, yeah. It, it could well be a little bit of a shootout. Um, I'm with you on Sunderland as well. I I, I drew a line through Sunderland because I just feel they always seem to find a way to fall short. Uh, whatever strong position they're in, whether to go up automatically, to be in the playoffs, to win the playoffs... It's just seems to be one of those clubs at the moment that has just got a little bit of a, you know, a, a smashed mirror or, cross yeah. the black cap kind of scenario. So,
1: you know, Some things No
0: yeah. pun intended.
1: <laughs> most pressure is on the big club, and they're obviously the biggest club, you know, playing in those playoffs, and you know that the, the, they'll be heaped the most amount of pressure on them. So yeah, see where you're coming from.
0: Yeah, I didn't actually go for the odds, but they are the favourites, as you, as you as you say. Yeah. They are They are yeah. picked out as favourites at 3.0, Blackpool 3.75, we've got Oxford at 4.5 and Lincoln at 5.0. Um, I can we'll see Lincoln doing...
1: Your, we'll, we'll need to go your pick here, Oxford, there. But what's your <laughs> thoughts on Lincoln?
0: Mate, I'm much the same as you, really. they are kind of flown yeah. in under the radar. I think they've had a little bit of a, an up and down run into the into the playoffs where they they kind of went on a great run then they went on a terrible run then they looked like they were going to miss out altogether then they picked up some more form again so they're they're kind of up and down and it's hard to know what you're going to get from them um as you said Sunderland of of I'm going to fancy Lincoln to beat Sunderland to get to the final and then you know Oxford or Blackpool to, to take take the the place in the, in the championship but um, I think Sunderland have all the other things have said as well but they've got um, obviously with Lee Johnson there as the manager he's a very streaky manager he seems to go on a run of seven wins and then he'll follow that up with seven defeats or you know poor run and as you said they're in a poor run at the moment which makes you wonder if they're going to take that into the into the playoffs and that's how I can see him falling short somehow um, let's say against Lincoln and then uh, and then um, you know missing out just again so but um, so, yeah, again, really like much like yourself, not much of a I kind of focused on that, that um, that, that top game, the Blackpool Oxford game more than anything else and trying to work out who's going to win that. And uh, for my pick, so, um, and I've just gone for Oxford because they snuck into the playoffs and they've been scoring goals and so won six of the last seven. As you say, cracking manager there as well, who's who's done well in his last couple of jobs. And um, I think he was in, in in a little bit of trouble at the start of the season as well, wasn't he? And he's turned it round. And uh, I think they had a few issues behind the scenes and he's he's kind of come out all guns blazing with that. And uh, so, yeah, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to put them forward and you're going to be happy to take Oxford. Yeah.
1: Yeah go your pick there right as you say they've they've went under the radar a wee bit they've kind of finished relatively strongly so yeah, yeah. they definitely have the tails
0: that. up going into the um into the into the playoffs there so good stuff right finally league 2 where we've got Newport versus Forest Green Tranmere versus Morecambe and this one <laughs> the boogies have gone well who knows so they've got Morecambe at 3.5 favorites Newport at 3.75 Forest Green at 4.0 and the same price for Tranmere 4.0. Obviously Tranmere decided that that wasn't good enough and they they, they dispensed the services of Keith Hill, didn't they? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, which was interesting. Obviously there was a few issues there that maybe we aren't fully aware of, but um, they decided to, to the, for the best of the club they're going to go with a sort of new management set up there for the well potentially was for two games, but we will see. Certainly the closest market of the three. So, have you got your sharpest pin at the ready? <laughs> what are you going to go for, Jerry?
1: That's it. That's exactly it. Um, <laughs> kind of, I, Morecambe games always have goals, don't they? But I've, I've kind of looked at I looked at the angle I came into. I looked at all the records against each other. So, basically, you know, there's six matches against the other three teams that are in the playoffs. Um, it looks to me that like Forest Green... And Newport have got the best records against, you know, Morecambe, Tranmere, you know, against the other three teams, if you like. Um, Forest Green have won three, drawn two, lost one. Newport, I believe, have won three, drawn one, lost two. So, Newport and Forest Green are coming out uh, highest on the head-to-heads. I looked at that because, as you say, it's a really hard one to call this one. Yeah. Um, Forest green get got Jamil Matt scoring a few goals there. Um yeah. Yeah. Forest screens where my pin landed, uh, Raiti, right but I, I could have man-twisted if you've got a stronger opinion than me <laughs> in this, on these playoffs, to be honest.
0: Yeah, well, interestingly, we've gone down a very, very similar route. Um, I've come up with a different answer, unfortunately. It would have been nice if we'd have agreed on one. <laughs> but um, I've, I've, I went and I took it a little bit further. I went for the record over the top seven um, and just basically pulled out how many points they 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 gained from that, which eliminated yeah. one of the one of the sides. As you said, Morecambe favourites at three point five, um, and I eliminated them based on the fact that against the top seven in League Two, they only picked up eleven points, um, which is miles lower than the, the other three clubs in the playoffs. And sometimes that, it's that just came, a case that yeah, that they they, the
1: they top what I was touching on, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So 11 points from from those games and and top of the tree was Newport with 20 points against the top seven. Forest Green, 18 and Tranmere, 17. So you can see those three are very close and Morecambe are kind of tailed off. We obviously know it's been well documented and what a shout it was. You know, 200 to 1 Morecambe were, weren't they?
1: Yeah, three seasons.
0: So a huge, huge performance from them and a great pick, um, obviously, from Tom as far as that one was concerned paying out as an each-way place, but I think that's as far as they're gonna go. I think they're gonna um fall at the final hurdle as such. And then again, Newport or Forest Green. I've gone for Newport and <laughs> I've purely gone for Newport because they seem a very defensive, very solid side. And we've talked on about the playoffs being a case of of that kind of low scoring, grinding kind of performances. And I could see yes. a, a nil-nil and a one-nil Newport and then again in the final maybe getting the noses in front and shutting up shop and and closing it out um so that's basically what what it was down I eliminated Morecambe based on the on the head-to-heads or the top seven performances Newport topped that I just looked at the defensive structure that they've got in place and they just seem to win win those games so that was the reason I, I, I my, my pin fell on the on Newport's name
1: I think, I think we'll go with your pick in Newport. Reason being, as one of the kind of stats that I've circled down here that I didn't mention out of all of the four teams is six clean sheets in the last nine matches at home, Newport. Yeah. So yeah. that kind of corresponds with what you're saying defensively. They're, they're sound, they're solid. So that will obviously help getting into these uh, games where there's not going to be much in it. So six clean sheets in the last nine at home is bloody good going, isn't it?
0: Certainly is, certainly is. Yeah, got a great record there. So, um, there we have it. Then there are three picks. Well, I'll get them. Um, I'll find out um, the best odds for the the, the treble. Maybe we'll put a, some doubles and a treble on. We'll stick a bet on, and uh we'll do a little giveaway
1: for some cash. That's, that's where I've went wrong all these years. I've always just went for the is it the treble <laughs> and not did the, the doubles. Right, you know, get greedy, you know
0: forward oh, sure hey eh? well we'll see what we can do it's a tough call i like would say but looking forward to it that's obviously uh coming up cool. over the next couple of weeks so that'll be fantastic great good all right we'll, we'll get that sorted out so uh finally just on the roundup side of things mate it would be a miss of me not to mention the relegation battle up in scotland obviously your your team are involved I had a six goal thriller last night and um final round of games coming up on sunday aren't they
1: yeah, it was a similar movie from Kelly. I've seen that movie in the last couple of weeks at home with <laughs> St. Mirren, previously in the Cup. Yeah. Final score and <laughs> Kilmarnock's goalkeeper, um, a different goalkeeper this time, Danny Rogers, having a little bit of a, a howler for the the, the last equaliser for St. Mirren to make it 3 But once again, you know, feel sorry for Kyle Lafferty. He's doing the damage, couple of goals this time, and yeah. he's still not in the winning team. But Hamilton were pretty much relegated losing out to Ross County in the Highlands last night. Yeah, so yeah. Um, they've got a goal. Uh, they've got a goal difference that can't really be turned around. on go to Hamilton on Saturday, uh, Sunday lunchtime, rather, And uh, Ross County are away to to Motherwell. So it's really. I'll, 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 we'll touch on this again when I've got a couple of, of picks coming here, okay. um, in my Scottish selections later. But basically, Kilmarnock really need to win and hope that Ross County don't. Well, hope that Ross County get beat from Motherwell, really. Yeah. And that would. Um, that Would decide who's going to be second bottom in the league depending yeah, yeah. on uh, how the results go. It's going to be Ross yeah, County yeah. or Kelly,
0: yes, yeah, right. You've got far superior goal difference, in seven years I saw that, so it's a it's a yeah, straight straight as you say there. So, and what looks
1: like being a playoff for, for well, sort of the loser of that one, um, with Dundee. Yeah, Dundee won 3-0 against Wraith Rovers last night. I watched a little bit of that, I was trying to multitask, (laughs) multitasking. Three games at the one time, so don't be asking me any questions about (laughs) Arsenal and Chelsea because I was going all over the Scottish games last night. Um, okay, I'll yeah. take care of that in a bit. Wraiths <laughs> were a wee bit unlucky. They really should have been one each. A terrible um, decision for alignment to chalk off a goal for um, to make it one each for race. But Dundee's so got three that. goals and they should be able to see that one home Saturday night at Dens in uh, Dundee. So they should be in the playoffs, as you say.
0: Yeah. Talking of multitasking, mate, I've just got the screen up at the moment. Aston Villa, Everton, we all know, Martin Atkinson, the referee, He's only gone and booked Traore in injury time of the first half. What's he doing? Nil-nil. And I looked at it. There's not much going on. I've looked at it. There's not much going on. For anyone who's listening, think what the hell are you suddenly talking about? We've uh, talked about the Martin Atkinson bet for a while. He's finally got behind the wheel tonight. And there he is. Bertrand Traore, 43 43 minutes on the clock. I've actually said it was timed as. And uh, nine shots in the first half. Only three on target, nil nil, and he's gone and booked I thought, him.
1: I don't know what for, but I thought he could at least kept his powder dry for another half an hour, right? so oh. that we could watch the day when we come home. You know, yeah.
0: Well, there we go. We ain't got to worry about that. We ain't got to sweat on that. Take your mind off that one now. That one's think, dead in the water. One hundred and twenty-five
1: to one. <laughs> Lost my fiber.
0: Damn. Yeah. Yeah. No worries. Right. There so there we go. That's that covered. So. Um, before we move on to this week's previews, let's just check out how we did last week. We did okay, didn't we? We got both got our bets of the weekend in, um, mate. Your 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 Kelty bet was absolutely stunning, very convincing. Four one, done and dusted within within an hour. There wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was a good one. That um, thirteen to ten. I mean, they were thirteen to ten for two or three days midweek last week. Um, bet three six five. Um, I think they were the only one pricing up for a number of days, but they did go off at four to five odds, on, I think. Everybody come the Saturday realised that they were far superior to Brora in the first game and they were it was going to be the case in the second leg in Fife at Kelty's home ground. So, yeah, we wee bit of scared at first, Brora got a goal kind of early on in the game, but I think that just angered Kelty and they certainly went <laughs> long in uh, dispatching uh, Broder.
0: Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, all good. And uh, my bet, as we touched on a short while ago, Derby Sheffield Wednesday, relegation decider, Mike Dean in charge, over one card for each. Took a little while to catch fire. The game did, didn't it? But um, I think there was those nerves there, which you kind of expect, and it, it sort of went to, uh, to plan really, didn't it? It's kind of how we, we said it was going to be. It would be a little bit of a kind of cagey initially until there was a goal somewhere. Obviously, Rotherham got a goal in the other game, which meant that... that these sides needed to do something. Derby needed to do something rather than just sit there with a draw in the in the back pocket. Um, and and yeah, it caught fire and the cards were in place with over 15 minutes to spare. So that was good and obviously a six-goal thriller to boot. So uh, good entertainment on a, on the um, on the lunchtime last Saturday.
1: Yeah, it was a solid enough bet. That really. I also had the the Barnsley Norwich sealed in over three and a half goals at two to one with Skybet. That was a nice one as well. He did. That well. was a cracker. Yeah, yeah a absolutely. Yeah, he's nice. Yeah, and uh, Callum Butcher as well. I know that you you mentioned that. So that was seven to one, I wasn't it? Callum Butcher. I stuck that on Twitter because um once I dug into his bookings, it's something I clocked early on the season. But because it was going to be a high skate, high stakes semi final at Hamden, and it, it was it was eye catching how all these, all these bookings pretty much were coming early in LA matches, first half cards. You, as you say, you always expect cards late on second half, but he's the kind of polar opposite that. He gets stuck in early and <laughs> tries to set the tone on game. So it was a lovely 71, I think, a few followed in with that one.
0: I, I was one of those, definitely. I, mate, I love the stat. Like I say, when you pick those out and you realise it, I did back him any time as well, because it was still a nice aye, enough price aye. to do that. But uh, numbers, yeah, very nice the with the seventh
1: one. The numbers certainly were back in the bet-ups. But, I mean, 71 sometimes, some people would see that's a wee bit skinny for a first booking player. Odds, but when you actually looked at the, the, the minutes he was getting booked on it, it was actually it made sense 71, didn't it?
0: Yeah, absolutely did.
1: And then it you had your work. long shot, mate. What
0: a run you gave us on that one! Over two and a half goals in every championship game, only three short of, of like a, um 10,000 pound payout, was not it?
1: For five, yeah, I mean, as I said, it was a wee bit pie in this guy, 1800 to one, 1800 to one. <laughs> You know, you're not going to get them up every week, but I certainly <laughs> thought we could maybe get a run for more money, and we certainly did. But yeah. as I kind of touched on last week, there was different variants variants of the bet you could have done, like the over one and a halfs in, both yeah. teams to score, you know, almost came in in a lot of the games. And um, the goal lines, one of one of your guys on the uh, Twitter, um, he flagged up the goal lines with Skybet, which I got a wee bit stuck into as well. So <laughs> the overall goal total goal totals in this the championship was good. Yes, yeah. was good, good returns. That kind of that was in with about 15 minutes to go. But as I say, yeah, another goal huge. would have been absolutely delightful for the, the, the big odds, you know? I know, I
0: know. It's like I say, um, a few of the CVK guys dug deep into the uh, Sky Bet, um, yeah. special odds and so on and so forth. And as you said, had a few lines in there. One of which, as you rightly say, 48 goals and 49 goals was set as yeah. a line at 175 to 1 which uh, so now a couple of the lads were on <laughs> and was
1: so oh, close yeah, yeah. Yeah, those odds—you only need a couple of quid on. So it was Matthew, well, yeah. well done to him for highlighting that to, to people. But uh, it certainly yeah. was a, it was great seeing all the goals sort of fired in <laughs> as well. It? Well,
0: there's nothing better when you've got a bit of fun. That's a proper pub bet, isn't it? or like I said with the it's, group chat sort of thing it's going something on.
1: To keep in mind, last game of the season in any division—it's something to keep in mind. We've, we've got the last game of the Premier Premier League in England come up soon, aren't we? So yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's to coming to week, mind. well not
0: this weekend, yeah next weekend. So yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Another definitely. bonus one I think I touched on last week was we kind of threw out a bonus selection for Man City-Chelsea, over over zero goals for Chelsea and over one card in the match, 5-6, that one came in as yeah. well, yeah. that was not Pop- a bad week selection.
0: Losing track of the winners, mate, There's so many. <laughs> 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 yeah, okay, well, talking of previews, let's have a look at uh, this week's previews and we're going to start with your pick, mate, and you've gone for Burnley versus Leeds, which is... Maybe raise an eyebrow. I thought he must have something up his sleeve. It's not probably one of the ones that you'd immediately rush to pick out. Um, but I'll go with the, the match odds. I'm probably guessing you're not going down that route. But who knows? Uh, you're a man of mystery. So uh, Burnley, 3.1. Leeds, 2.45 favourites. And the draw is at 3.8. So what's made you pick this one out as your game of the week?
1: It's kind of similar. It amazed me how you better uh, the game last week... Um that took on with Norwich and um, Barnsley. Barnsley and Norwich. Yes. Just feel as if shackles are off. Both teams, they've showed some good attacking prowess in the last sort of three or four weeks. Leeds' last five games, they've beat Man City and scored twice. They've beat Spurs, scored three times. And they've drew with Liverpool and Man United in the last five games. So they're in great nick. Leeds, you'd expect them to go in the score sheet at least once, possibly twice at least. Um Burnley Chriswood's been on fire, hasn't he, in the last four, five, six weeks? He's been rattling in a hat trick here and you know, a goal <laughs> here and there. So I just think over three and a half goals. Fifteen T is a wee bit of a standout price we bet, Victor, that I came stumbled across. And I just think similar bet to that I flagged up last week that came in quite comfortably. You can see both these yeah. teams scoring. Leeds, you know what you're going to get for Leeds. It's going to be, you know, it, it could be an end end game this. And Burnley are, are pretty much safe now. They're safe. So the shackles are off them as well. So I just think there should be goals in this. Chris Wood will be hunting down a few more goals. Uh, Patrick Bamford as well. So fingers yes. crossed for some goals in that one, righty?
0: I think you might be right there. Um, I, I had this down and looked at it and thought, yeah, there's, there's some good good chances and goals. As you said, Burnley confirmed in the EPL for another season and love him or hate him, I think you've got to say, another incredible job from Sean Dyche. He's been up against it this season and, and he's delivered another season of Premier League football for a club that is, you can only say, punching massively above their weight.
1: That's it. I mean, the recent games as well, right, to Burnley, they're average, their games are averaging three and a half goals, maybe the last five or six games, uh, seven yeah. games, three and a half goals average, so that would point you in the direction of my bet being a runner, you know. Definitely,
0: right, and I think some people just get lazy with it, and and they'll tar a club with a it's Burnley. Well, that's got to be nil-nil, one-nil, whatever you know. And obviously, you know, they're, they're able to do that. But uh, as you said, in the in the recent weeks, they've looked very, very dangerous. I saw, as you said, during the week, they really did a job on Fulham. Would bullied bullied Fulham's defence and um, picked up some nice money from him doing that. Um, and on Leeds side of things, that they impressed. They blew Spurs away uh, at the weekend, and uh, that completed an unbeaten run for them against the. I'll put this in in. Uh, with uh, their fingers in the air, big six at home, um, so not not none of the big six beat beat Leeds at Ellen Road. So I think that's a feather in their cap for that. And um, I I had written down that I, I think it's going to be open. I think it could go either way, and I've steered away from a a prediction on who's going to win it. And um, I've yeah. gone down like the shots route as well. Um, and I'm going to go go to the say the player props market, and um, this player scored against Spurs in the win the 3-1 win um he's definitely classified as a utility man but been pushed back into the midfield in the last eight games and played the last two as a wide right midfielder stroke winger and that man's Stuart Dallas a player I really like because I think you know you're going to get with him hard work endeavor he's not not gonna like kind of blow you blow you away with tricks and flicks and like blistering pace but he's a proper grafter isn't he
1: yeah, he has. he can play, he play, he can play in a number of positions, doesn't he? He's really versatile, isn't he?
0: That's right. So they the put him it, the last eight games. He's actually been playing, say, in midfield. The last two out wide, right. As you say, he's been across the back for um, in other games as well. But he's obviously more advanced now. And I'm not quite sure the bookies have kind of caught up with the fact that he is now more advanced, and especially out on that right hand side. And there's an interesting stat that I um, I caught looking at the Burnley results of recent times and looked at that in specifically in their last four defeats um and three of the last four in fact it wasn't the last one but the three prior to that all had a common denominator um, they lost 3-2 to Southampton and Stuart Armstrong was on the score sheet who was playing right midfield they lost 2-1 to Newcastle Jacob Murphy was on the score sheet and he was playing right wing back and they lost 3-1 to Man United. And Mason Greenwood was on the score sheet twice. And he was playing that kind of right midfield, right wing role. So I'm not going for him to score. But the bet I've picked out in this particular game is a Stuart Dallas shot on target. And that's 2.63. So odds against just for one shot on target. Um, he's had six shots in targets in those eight games that I mentioned as, as that he's now been pushed into midfield. So he's in decent, Nick. He had two at the weekend against Tottenham and uh, obviously scored a goal in that as well. You can take him to score, wouldn't put you off that at all, because I say, I think this will be an open game, as you say, as well. But just for the shot on target, for the type of bet that I'm looking for here, 2.63, I think is a, is a dollop of value. And uh, that's my selection for the game.
1: You're, you're quite good at these old shots on target. You study your numbers, your stats, and it does does seem as if that's a wee bit of value. That price, I might have a little double on that. Seeing you've made such a strong case for it.
0: <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm honoured. <laughs> <it. laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, there's the stats you can dig out, and let's like say some of some are useless and worthless, and others, obviously you you think wow this is this this is 100 isn't it but obviously if it was that easy and the stats just meant that it was going to happen then uh, we wouldn't be able to bet because the bookies would be out of business but let's hope this one stands up but it certainly got the backing of it and i think that's all you can do so i'd make him a lot shorter than 2.63 flip over to the other side jack harrison he's 1.83 so there's your kind of comparison yeah. So um, definitely the value on there, given that where those goals have come from as well in um, in in Burnley's losses recently. So be yeah, interesting to see have, what
1: happens. They might have a weak flank there, but Dallas is one of these players that most clubs have got. Like a unsung hero, you know, guy that can play anywhere. He gets stuck in, and he's just a steady, really reliable. But he's adding a few goals to his game recently, isn't he?
0: Absolutely right, yeah, mate. And, and if he, if Leeds outgrow him, as the phrase goes, then I'd certainly be taking them at my club for next yeah, season. For sure. Yeah, so good stuff. Cool. All right. Well, that's those two picks there. Very solid. Look forward to your three and a half goals coming in with a with a Stuart Dallas hat trick to boot. So <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I didn't really pick it. I thought we'd have to cover it. It's the FA Cup final, the English FA Cup final this weekend, and uh, we've got Chelsea at. Um, odds of 1.95 against Leicester, whose odds are 4.4, with a draw at 3.75. Chelsea to lift the cup 1.57, Leicester to lift the cup 2.8. Heads or tails, mate. Do You want to go first, or, or put yeah, me? Yeah, I'll
1: fire him first. Um, just keep it short and sharp. Chelsea, oh, no. I think, should win in ninety minutes.
0: I'm um, gonna
1: go first. I'm gonna <laughs> Chelsea, I've stole your thunder. We can, we can both agree here. We can, we can, yeah. Chelsea, he tinkered about his team, I believe, did he last night? Um, Mr. Tuchel, um, he did a bit yeah. of rotation, didn't he? But you know, I think I think they'll have too much for Leicester. Leicester have had a few injury issues as well. Um, mm-hmm. just think they'll be too strong for uh, for, for Leicester in the final. Um, no, really get much more to add to that. I just think that. I could see them doing a 1-0 or a 2-0 really on Leicester. Leicester, Vardy's not been as, as good, um, you know, recently in this season. And um, I just feel as if Chelsea, he'll play his top team, I think, for this one, won't he?
0: Yeah, mate, he'll, he'll
1: want a trophy in the
0: cabinet, won't he? Like, within under 30 games of being in charge to have stick, stuck a you know, big trophy in the cabinet, I think is uh, is, is sensational. Uh, I, I, I wrote the same thing on my pad. Realised so I'm going to keep it simple. That, that was my bet. Simple as that. I, I, I've tipped it up oh. already in in Team CBK in the premium group. Um, 1.95. I just think is too big. I, I was I was very surprised to see it, um, and and uh, more than happy to take advantage of it and, and, and pop it forward. If they were 1.95, sort of this time on. Well, not this time because they're finished. But pre kickoff on Saturday. I will be, um, be very, very surprised. But um, just looking through some of the stats, um, we've talked about them at length as well, but like we said before, 26 games under under Tuchel, 17 wins, three defeats after they were mugged last night by Arsenal. That was an absolute smash and grab wave. The great news is that Chelsea decided to smash their own window so that Arsenal could go and nick the keys off the top. It was crazy. Um, but obviously that was a defeat. The freak defeat to West Brom where they got smashed 5-2. Obviously, had a man sent off early doors in that. And then the last-minute um, defeat to Porto when they'd already qualified in the Champions League. They had the three defeats from his 26 games. Only conceded 12 in that time. And like we said, that five in the one game. And bearing in mind, they played Man City twice, Atletico Madrid twice, Real Madrid twice, Liverpool, Man United and Spurs in those games. It's a sensational record. I had a quick look through... Those particular games that I then mentioned, they've won seven, drawn two, and lost none of those. They've scored 11 goals in those um, nine games and conceded once, which says it all when it comes down to these big games that you go, Tuchel's got it set up, and Arsenal weren't scoring last night, really, unless, unless let's say... Chelsea left the back door open, which is what they did. But, um, as far as Leicester concerned, for me, Vardy's finding it tough to score. He's got one in sixteen now, and as we've said, he's been the talisman for the last few seasons. He seems to be now being a little bit more as a as a workhorse for Ian Acho and saying he's going to like he's not scoring goals. So he's going to be laying laying goals on the plate for his, his strike partner. Um, Madison's kind of injury; he's been out. He's in. He, I'm sure he'll start at the weekend, but I, I just don't think that Leicester. Have, got enough at the moment to to trouble Chelsea they've only kept two clean sheets in 13 Leicester Um, and as we know if you if you if you let Chelsea score it's going to be very very tough then to uh, to turn that round into a into a positive result so keep it simple we're both on the same page mate we'll both go with the same bet Chelsea to win at 1.95 I don't think you need to look anywhere else for the best bet of that game
1: yeah I think Chelsea anywhere close to even money, I think, is a really nice price. I mean, I've been mega impressed with the the, the new manager of Chelsea, really impressed how he's turned around, things round so quickly. He just looks like a winner, the guy. Um Leicester agree with you. You know, if man you can argue if Man United hadn't played the reserves the other night there. Leicester's forum last season and this season yeah. taking a wee bit similar that they're kind of tailing dipping away a wee bit as the weeks go on, aren't they? So yeah. Just 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 feel as if, you know, if if Manu hadn't played the reserves, they might have been struggling a wee bit, you know, for this top four slot. But um other than that, Chelsea should be too strong for them on the day. He plays his top team. That that price close to even money could look good at um once the, the medals are handed out.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Obviously, as we've said the same thing. <laughs> so good. There we go. Well that's that one's easy. So <laughs> Uh, fantastic, right, that leads us neatly on to, to the part of the podcast where I sit back and I look forward to listening to what you have found uh, from, from the selection of games that you've got this week it's obviously getting a little bit harder and harder especially north of the border there's um, obviously fewer and fewer games to pick from but I'm sure you've managed to find us uh, one or two fantastic little little gems in the in the mud
1: It's getting harder and harder because right, the bookmakers are <laughs> Hold, holding their fire <laughs> pricing certain games up, you know. Um yeah. I mean that was just this afternoon, Thursday afternoon, or lunchtime rather that the prices appeared for the the relegation games on the on the Sunday. So um yeah, working with just basic prices at the moment. Um I've been tending to back Lafferty just to score any time for Colmar, but I'm just gonna go for Colmar. Eleven to ten with SBK to one, away to already relegated Hamel Nakis. Obviously, Kelly's last couple of games have been must-wins. This obviously is a must-win. They're scoring goals, Kilmarnock. They're scoring three goals in most games, apart from they hit one blanket muddle. But other than that, they're scoring three goals almost every week. So you would think if they repeat the trick against an already beleaguered young team, Brian Rice's Hamilton Aquis, you would think that would be good enough this weekend to yeah. get Kilmarnock a fighting chance of getting out of the bottom two depending on what happens with Motherwell and Ross County, which we'll touch on in a second, but on I think, if they, can make sure, if they can get their goalkeeper to catch the ball, <laughs> if they can get their defenders to be on their best behaviour, they should be too strong for Hamilton. Obviously, they'll be starting to look at next season with freshening things up and releasing players and different things and seeing what players um, they're wanting to keep, so Come on there's already been a bit of money for them right, since the prices come out this morning stroke lunchtime, so the 5-4 is gone now, it's 11-10 um, I saw just before we come on this pod, so that is going to be my best bet for this weekend
0: Yeah, fantastic, mate, it does sound like a decent price to be fair, given it was at stake yeah. and uh, as you said, the fact awesome. that Hamilton are down a few players are injured, etc, yeah. etc et so,
1: yeah, good I think it will go off a little bit shorter as well um, Yeah The next one, surprisingly, I'm going to go for Motherwell to (laughs) beat Ross County. Um, Not because it favours my team, but simply because Ross County don't travel great over the last couple of seasons, two and a half seasons, 48 away games. They've only won eight times, so they're only winning 15%, 16% of their away games. (coughs) Their their major game was last night. Um, That was their big, big game beating Hamilton. Um, they achieved that to guarantee that they're not going down automatically. Motherwell are interesting. Graham Alexander's come in over the last few months. When you actually look at their record, they haven't chucked it for the season. Motherwell, they've still they still want to finish as high up as they can. They could finish as high up as seventh, I believe. So they've not chucked it. Although the first half of their game at Dundee the United, they were two 0 down last night, but they played really well in the second half and got a two each draw out of it. Um, so they've obviously keep going for the season. Motherwell. They could be too strong for Ross County, who might be a bit tired for their exertions last night. Um, I'm hoping anyway. <laughs> Motherwell are priced up. Again, there's been quite quite a nibble at Motherwell today as well. They're currently 13-10 to 10, I believe with Betfair. They've only had one loss in 11 games. That was actually to Kilmarnock. So one loss in 11 games. They're in quite good nick, Motherwell. They've got Devante Cole. They've got um, Long up front as well. So um, They've got a few guys, Tony Watt. They've got a few guys that can score there. So I'm just thinking that on paper they are a better team than Ross County. I know it's one of the ones where Ross County's greed, is need rather, is is greater than Motherwell's. But yeah. uh, at the prices, you know, Motherwell at that kind of odds against price, I think I've got to be backed because I think Graham Alexander has been one of the managers at his and off. He's still playing a strong team every game, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And as I say sometimes I think too much can be read into the fact that a team needs to win, so therefore they're going to. And sometimes they just tie up, don't they? They just just feel a little bit too much tension and pressure on it. And the other side that uh, as you say, with Motherwell in good nick, playing well, winning games, and uh, scoring goals. So it's a good mix, and obviously got a good record against got a good record against Ross County, haven't they, yeah, this season no, already? Yeah. So,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the next one, Rita is it's a playoff. Um, for League for Edinburgh City out of League One into out of League Two rather into League One, they're at home to Dumbarton. Who oh, Dumbarton. You, your friends, Dumbarton, <laughs> yeah, the, the sons? Uh, I think you know where I'm going with this, but oh, yeah. um, I'm going I'm going for under three goals. Um, Dumbarton Do I, put now? <laughs> <laughs> I put the stats on Twitter the other day. There, uh, the last 15 matches, Dumbarton. They've sought under two and a half match goals in twelve out of their last fifteen games. In the last fifteen games, they've sought under one point five goals in ten. So, um, sixty-seven percent, two-thirds are even going under one point five goals. Um they did a 0-0 in the last uh, playoff off semi-final. They got a 0-0 away to Sun and then, quite predictably, they got a 1-0 at home. So, <laughs> Barton will be trying to repeat the trick against Edinburgh City. Edinburgh City, in fairness, have always had a few goals about them um, this season, but we're coming to the crunch now in the playoffs and their 1st playoff semi semi-final away to Elgin last week, they got a 1-0 Edinburgh City, so... Um, the first legs of these playoffs can be typically a 0-0 or a 1-0, it's quite feasible and Dumbarton are the actual the kings in Scotland, aren't they, ready for the unders? They certainly are, they certainly are, and I love them for it. <laughs> <As you> said, <laughs> that's crazy. I think, I think the price is nice for this one, right? bet 365 nine to 10 is the wow. price, 1.9 for a uh, under-3 goals. so I'm going to certainly have a wee dabble on that before it maybe shortens up, but Jim Duffy, really, def- really strong defensive team. He's 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 going there for an the nil nil, isn't he?
0: He will be, and he, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets it. <laughs> yep. So, just to confirm, is that under three, as in under two and a half? Was that under three on the
1: Asian goal line? It's under two and a half goals. Yeah, yeah,
0: perfect. Nine to yeah. ten. Yeah, I was yep. going to say if it was um, under three on the Asian. That was insane. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's a great price. Yeah, I can't see three three or more goals in that one.
1: Final he selection. Says- uh, final selection is I'm going for Rangers half time to be leading at half time and be leading at full time against Aberdeen. It's the final game of Rangers um, league season. Um, they're wanting to finish the season pretty much as unvin- invincible, so unbeaten. Their home record, if you, you look at their stats at home, is absolutely sensational. Um, they've been winning to nil pretty much most of the season. And looking at the last six games at Ibrox, they've been winning in five of those at half-time and full-time. So, even Money We Bet, Fred, kind of jumps off the page at me because they were quite impressive the other night at Livingston. Rangers doing the job 3-0. Yeah. And the trend has been they've been doing the damage right in the first half of games recently to get the... putting it to bed. So, they're going to get the trophy over the weekend at Ibrox. They'll be wanting to put on a bit of a show. It's a final, final match of the season. And I can... To be honest, I'll, I'll probably touch on it in a bit, but I see I can see Rangers banging in a few goals here. Um, Aberdeen, the jury's out on the new manager Stephen Glass. There's been a bit of rumblings with the fans already. already. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's only a handful. Like it's been mixed some of the performances, but there is some people that say you know a lot of the fans are saying need to give him time. Obviously, starting next season, he's got a few
0: yeah.
1: experienced players coming in to join the squad, but um, the jury's out at the moment where they go. Stephen Glass how he'll do as an Aberdeen manager but he's obviously got to be given uh, a bit of a chance next season but Rangers are going to be too strong and I feel as if they'll come flying out the traps here Right, so even when he would be bet for them to be winning at half time in full time I think is a fairly strong wager now That is a cracking price Um, 99
0: points they're on for the season aren't they so as yeah. you said Invincible yeah. currently just drawn 6 and won the rest 99 points for the season, so that's going to be a, that's an, an extra little thing, isn't it? Like, we we'll getting another win. Uh, I know a draw we're taking to 100, but they're going to want to do it in style, aren't they? A win there. And, and I noticed, I just flicked it up just to check, their half-time, full-time performance this season at home from 18 games played so far, they have... Won the boat, well, been winning at half-time and at full time in fourteen of eighteen at home, which is incredible. That <laughs> makes, incredible.
1: That makes, it, that makes even money really, you know, oh. really jump to page, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Yeah.
0: But, so, uh, that, that, Stevie
1: G, Stevie G. In fairness to me, hasn't he been letting up with his team selections? I think he only changed two players for last night's game at Livy. Um, yeah. The goalkeeper he gave John McLaughlin, the goalkeeper a little run out, and one other change was four stop on him, but he's pretty much playing his top team can see them you know really starting strongly in this and that, that hence the as you say the numbers on the half time full time it's probably something I've took my eye off the ball because I've been digging about in the, the lower leagues for some you know favourite prices favorite teams but yeah you know the, the old firm I don't my first point of protocol isn't always old firm because I think it is hard to find the juice on yeah. uh, the value with old firm but I, typical last night I put six six uh Wagers up for my column, and the only two games I fell down in was the Celtic and the Rangers match. <laughs> the other four, four selections came in, so I do find that the old fun games a lot bit tougher. But when I looked this up this morning, I just thought that even money just looks nice, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. 100%. No, I love that. Uh, I'll be all over that one for sure. But uh, what, what are you going to pop up as your, your bet of the weekend, mate? Right? Are you going to go with your own team or
1: are you going to, yeah, we'll go with Kelly? But I, I like the four, the four bets I've put up. I've, probably Motherwell's maybe they kind of weaker of the four selections but I like the Kelly one I like the Edinburgh City Dumbarton under three and a half uh, under two and a half goals rather yeah. and uh, Rangers half time full time at evens but I'll put Kelly up as the best bet. yeah
0: Cool that's right. Bit of heart as well as a bit of head. Can't beat it.
1: <laughs> well, they've, they've got to win and if Mr. Laugh he's doing what he yeah. does recently, you know, he could be good. <laughs> let's let's yeah. let's see if he gets a hat trick, you know.
0: <laughs> right. Well we chatted last night as well, didn't we, about the fact that he'll probably score and get booked, especially if he gets a winner in the ninetieth the minute or something like that. And and words filtered through that mother well had done the business that he he scores there. i imagine the shirts coming off, in fact. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I had him but, in a uh, little bit builder that was unlucky with, to get carded and score. Yeah, so he's yeah. he's good. I mean, he could have been sent off in a couple of killer games, as I've maybe touched on before. You know, he's 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 really not only does he score the goals, but he's quite physical and he's uh he's yeah. quite feisty high, confrontational. <laughs> confrontational and feisty with the, the opposition game in, game yeah, out,
0: definitely. Good stuff. Mate, I love those bets. Crackers, as you say, with such a small menu to choose from as such, then uh, I think you That's picked right. out some blinders there. And uh, say, um I know you've got Kilimanjaro because you, you, you're better the weekend, but um, my eyes are lit up at that Rangers one. So um, gonna I'm going to rattle you through like mine. One, yeah. I did. I did like that one, yeah. So yeah. I'm going to rattle through mine, get this podcast bad and dusted, and I'm yeah. going to some, <laughs> get some technology
1: in my hand and get a better one. Crank, crank up better, Fred, before this <laughs> podcast sees the light of day. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know it. Good stuff. Cool. Right. Okay.
0: Well, I'll, I'll go on my bet of the weekend then, mate. I, I, that was it from you. Wasn't it? You got four there. Your four?
1: That's the four picks. Yeah. yeah just, perfect. I've got a long trot sitting, but fade away, won't you? Can't you wait. Got, yeah.
0: Right. Well, my one, I'm going to, I'm actually going to dip down into the English National League for my bet of the weekend. Um, I've touched on a couple of bets already that i've put up in cbk um which i'm very strong about but we touched on in preview so i've gone for something different here um say so national league um which for me uh, at the moment it just seems to be a league of haves and have nots to a certain extent or to a, that degree that they're at um I, I put up king's lynn to get stuffed by chesterfield last um mi- midweek um basically because they're car sharing to get to games <laughs> they've got Players that are scattered all over the country. They've got players that live in the Manchester and Leeds area that are playing for a team that are based in Norfolk. So they're getting the driving the cars down to the games. Um, it's just a bit of a mess. I mean, they've got players furloughed, um, and you've got those sides at the bottom end of the league which are just struggling to make ends meet at the moment, getting rid of players because they can't afford to pay them. I say some are on furlough. It's a bit of a bit of a nightmare. And then you've got the other other side of it: fully professional sides that. We've touched on it with the lights in League um, like League 1 and League 2 in, in Scotland, haven't we? It's the same kind of scenario. Um, well, Chesterfield won for me during the week, like I said. Um, got put up as one of my best bets for the CBK subscribers in scoring four goals against Kingsley. And I basically had them score over two and a half, um, which came in very easily. So I'm going to go back in on them again, because this weekend, on uh, Saturday, they've got... Yeah, good luck to everyone's bets. And to yours, Jerry. Now... Chesterfield have won their last two games 4-1, whereas Wilson have lost eight on the spin. They've conceded 30 goals in those eight games, um, and they're basically having a horrific time of it at the moment. If I just run through those last seven games, starting with the um, the furthest one back first in April, they lost 3-1, they lost 7-2, they lost 6-0, 2-0, two nil four nil five nil and a good result for them midweek they only lost one nil but i'm going to take them to revert back to type here going to chesterfield they were at home for that game against bromley which they lost one nil um i'm gonna i'm gonna take chesterfield they've, they've kind of had a little bit of a wobble they lost a couple of games they're now seem back on track they're, they're basically hunting down a, a, a place in the playoffs the win at the weekend pushed them into six which is a playoff place Um, and it's very, very tight there. You've got, like, two or three points um, covering five or six sides. So a win is vital. Goal difference could be crucial as well because that's very tight. So I think their eyes will light up at the chance here against a wheelstone side, like I said, that conceded 30 in the last eight to go and not only win the game but add some more goals to that goal difference. So I've used the bet builder with Bet365, and I've gone for Chesterfield to win by two or more goals and to score three or more so obviously a, a 3-1 win 3-0 anything better than that then that bet comes in there's 1.83 as i said with bet 365 on the bet builder personally i'm thinking this one again is going to be a, a four five maybe six they found the scoring boots just at the right time they had a very good warm up against Kingsland as i said they're very similar sides Kingsland and um, and wheelstone at the moment they're only separated by a couple of places, but Wheelstone have conceded 93 goals in their 39 games so far this season, which is more than Kingsley in 85. So I said they're comparable at the state they're in at the minute, and therefore Chesterfield and that bet looks a very good strong bet for me.
1: So, sounds good, mate. I might have a wee look at the correct scores now. You've flagged that up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, there's there's some there's some action to be had there. Like I say, I think the trick would be guessing how many Chesterfield are going to score, really, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. And the good thing, as I said, because they're in that position at the moment where that's six, just looking at that league table down in ninth, you've got Wrexham on 61 points. And then you've got Bromley, 62, Halifax, 62, Chesterfield, 62, and Notts County, 63. Then there's a seven point gap up to fourth. So you can see there that basically those four sides, five sides are separated by two points. Um, it's going to be so close, and uh, like I say, I think not only is it going to be a case of needing to win, getting the win under the belt, but also to get that goal difference booster as well.
1: Yeah, sounds good, mate. Yeah,
0: cool. Right, well, I'm sure you've got a monster of a long shot up your sleeve, so I'm going to go first with my long shot because it's not that okay. great. <laughs>
1: Mine's is a little bit shorter in price this week, a little bit shorter.
0: <laughs> it's not a four figure sum, oh, mate. You need to go back to the drawing board. Um, but I'm going to be brief with mine. I'm going for back into the Premier League, going Brighton versus West Ham. Um, based on the fact here, there's no Lewis dunk for Brighton. He obviously, we, we, again, we chatted about him during the week. We've talked about him on the podcast before about him scoring uh, goals, um, and he, mm-hmm. he managed Cubby. to score. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and he did the double trick for did he? And uh, he scored the first goal and he got sent off all in the same game. So therefore, he's out for this one. And a bizarre little record is that um, Brighton have not won in the Premier League when Lewis Dunk is out of the side. Um, admittedly, that is only seven games, but it's still seven games where they yet to record a win. They've also been a little bit shaky at set pieces throughout the season, as we've again we've highlighted it um, quite quite often. Um, And West Ham have scored the most goals from set pieces more than any other side in the EPL with 15. Um, So I'm going for a player uh, who has four goals and 18 shots this season. He's not recognized as a striker. He's a player that I really, really, really like. And I'm going for his headed shots on target. So it's not necessarily that he's going to score. To score would be great. But I'm just going for him to have two headers on target. It's 33 to one with Paddy Power a lot shorter elsewhere Um, it's Thomas Suchek uh, so I think he's had a great season with West Ham he's a big threat great in that middle of the park for them and a big threat at set pieces and I think with Dunk missing for Brighton that could make them a little bit weak and um, obviously West Ham are a fairly physical big side so there'll be a few few targets in there but um, Suchek gets his head on the end of these uh, corners and, and free kicks quite regularly so for me um, a little outsider, a little long shot, 33-1, to 1, two headers on target, Paddy Power, for Thomas Suchek.
1: Yeah, he's a player I like, I've liked watching yeah. this season, Suchek, he gets stuck in, but as you see, he's got, he's got a goal or two in him as well, and he's a big threat at the set plays, isn't he?
0: Yeah, he seems to like, burst into the box, and obviously there's no Declan Rice at the moment um, for, for West Ham, so I think he's, he's... Possibly suffered a little bit from that over the last few weeks, Um, but but he does burst into the box, he does arrive there late for those crosses coming in, they've obviously got a very creative side West Ham, they drew a blank uh, at the um, last time out, but um, yeah, I I think he's not only a threat from set pieces, he he does make those those late telling runs into the box and uh, if they can sling some crosses in there, then uh, hopefully he'll get his head on them and if not score, at least get him on target Cool so, built up. I've built you up. What's yeah. your long shot this week, mate? This land it's
1: one a, of these monsters. It's a mere paltry 109 to 1. I speak right here. Of, oh, uh, 109 to 1. I've oh. lowered okay. it down. try and get it before the season <laughs> finishes. Um, the, the game between Newcastle and Man City could yeah. be a fun game. Um, <laughs> Man City have been on the beers and the pizzas the last... <laughs> Last night or two, they've had a little bit of celebratory, so fair play to them. Wrapping up the league, I think this yeah. could be a fun game. Newcastle games have had goals recently as well, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah. Man City had good for goals over five and a half goals on the bet 365 bet builder, and both teams to score. and I'm, I'm putting it in a double with a match that I've touched on earlier on um, over 4.5 goals. So, basically, for Rangers to score five goals. I really fancy them to you know, get their party going similar to Man City, but you know they're going to be lifting the the, the league title. Uh, I, I, Brooks, and I see them banging in a few goals. So take a, take a wee bit of risk, take a wee bit of chance. 191 the double plays, over five and a half goals. Newcastle v Man City could be a little bit of a fun basketball end of season type <laughs> matchup, hopefully. Over 5.5 goals, both teams to score. And I'm doubling that on the bet builder and then over 4.5 goals. For Rangers at home to Aberdeen, it pays at 109 to one. So, that's my little uh, speculative punt this weekend for the long shot.
0: Mate, fantastic! Do you know what? I love that. I, 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 funnily enough, my first portal call for a long shot was gonna be Newcastle Man City, um, yeah. and I thought goals. And I was gonna, I was gonna look for some ridiculous amount of goals. So you've actually got it to a very reasonable amount because I agree with you. I think that's going to be a, a bit of a could fun game it to watch.
1: Could be a 4-2 job or something, couldn't it? Easily. Could be
0: anything, couldn't it? Yeah, absolutely anything. So I was looking higher up. Newcastle are, do
1: you think Newcastle are going to have a strong enough lineup up there attacking-wise, righty?
0: I think, yeah, I think they can cause them problems. And I don't think Man City are going to be that up, worried if up. they concede a yeah. goal or two. And I think that they'll be up for, yeah, smashing five or six in the other end. Feasibly, let's not make no bones about it, Man City can cover that on their own. The goal side, obviously, you need both teams to score. But they could quite easily score five, five, six themselves. So a Newcastle conservation will do just fine. And, and that was in my mind. So I'm hundred percent on board with that one. And as you say, Rangers with that absolutely incredible record at home, as you say, the champagne's on ice, the trophy's going to be list, lifted. Uh, they're ready to party and I want to go out in style uh, yeah. with the, the rumblings of discontent. Like you say, if there is already at Aberdeen, then that's the perfect opposition to then, uh, then go there and, and, and give them a right hiding. So it's a shame there aren't fans at, at, at Ibrox because that would that would be um, that would probably give that even more of a chance but yeah you can see Rangers going to town on Aberdeen there absolutely so uh, mate I think their they're, odds are way over what they should be
1: <laughs> you, th- you would think they would want to finish off in style Rangers rather than just see out a 1-0 or a 2-0 a boring yeah. one you know you think they would want to kind of turn on the style a wee bit and just say that's as, uh, the curtain you know closing for the season you know
0: no, I don't think it's in their DNA this season, or Gerrard's DNA this season, to, to do that. And I think they want to send out a message to Celtic to say this is how we've ended the season, and that's that's a signpost for what they're going to be doing next season. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I don't think they're going to be a I say one or two nil win and, and and shut up shop and pass it around. I think they'll be going for the going for the jugular for sure. Brilliant. Great stuff, lovely mate. Thank you very much indeed for that. Uh, Some great bets there. A lot of talk going on, so we'll see how our uh, playoff suggestions get on. Uh, Obviously, our best bets as well, and the long shots. And I love that long shot. I'll be definitely on with that. And obviously, I'm now getting on the Rangers bet as well. As well, Um, let's just have a quick check what's going on in. Oh, there's been two yellow cards in Aston Villa Everton, mate.
1: No chance of getting one rescinded. We won't get two rescinded. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: absolutely not. So good yeah, stuff, mate.
1: I'm, I'm just about to look up Chesterfield's connection.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic! It's, it's great that we have we have. We could just phone each other and then be done with it. But it's great we do this via a podcast. But okay. <laughs> so, exactly. but hope you hope you all, you guys enjoy listening to it. That's me and Jerry done for another week. Um, good luck to you and Kilmarnock, Jerry. I hope you get the results that you're looking for. Fingers crossed. And obviously, good luck with your bets. And uh, you guys listening, good luck with yours. So I hope you've enjoyed it. Drop us any feedback that you like. You know where to get hold of us. It's Jerry at the furlong poll on Twitter. I'm, uh, you know where to get hold of me. So good stuff. And um, we're signing out. So for me and Jerry, it's uh, bye for
1: now. Good luck, all. Have a good one, folks.